You're listening to the Renovation Student Ministry Podcast. For more information on RSM, visit us online at therenovation.church. Today's message is presented by our student pastor, Gabe Pecoraro. In this series, we're going to be talking about something called relationships. And, we're, and I know you guys say, you hear the word relationships and you're like, oh my gosh, we already had a sex series this year. You're right, we did. So we're not talking about those types of relationships. We're talking about relationships with your family, relationships with your friends. And those things are big deals. They're important. And I hope that throughout this series, you can be challenged and have to evaluate some of your choices. Be like, man, I don't know if this is up to the standard that God would have me live in. You're convicted. We give that to God and we start to do something a little bit different. But this is what I want you guys to know is we live our lives, oftentimes we can measure how successful or good we are at, our, at how we're doing life through the roles that we have. And you're like, well, what do you mean roles, Gabe? That's a great question. Roles like a student, roles like an athlete, roles like if you have a job, roles like a worker, roles like a son or a daughter as a sibling, right? For instance, you can measure how good you are as a student through what? Your grades, right? Or maybe it's your attendance. Or maybe your grades are really good, but the way that you need to become a better student is every single report card you get, you get from a comment from a teacher, gets great grades, but. And then there's that but, and it's like, but is always talking in class, or but can never stay on topic. I get that from experience. If we need to discuss how to get better at that, you can come find me and I'll tell you everything of what not to do because that was always on my report cards. Anyways, you can measure through grades, right? Or in sports, maybe it looks like how much uh, time you get or how many minutes you get in the game or how many points you score or your team's standing or what your record is, right? Or maybe it's in video games. You wanna measure your success as a gamer and maybe it's what prestige you are or how many wins you have in Fortnite or if it is an open world game, you wanna get to 100% completion on everything, right? That's, that's a way to measure the success in the various roles that you have. But every single one of us has a role of a child. Every single one of us, we are somebody's child. Not everybody is gonna be a dad, not everybody's gonna be a mom. Some of you guys are only child, so you don't have siblings, but every single one of us is a child. We have parents, right? And that is a role that I think oftentimes gets overlooked. And we may not be performing as well as we should. And one thing that I need you guys to understand is that as followers of Jesus, a truth to that, something that you cannot take away from it, is when you follow Jesus, every single area of your life is going to be wrecked by his way of living at some point. So maybe when you first follow Jesus, you come to Jesus and you recognize, man, I am a terrible person in need of a savior in desperate need of Jesus. And I also lie all the time. And so you're convicted about that and you have to make a change, right? Or maybe it's, man, I am sleeping around and I need to get this together and start living my life in a, in a pure way that is God honoring. But here's the thing, at some point or another, you need to recognize that family is very close to the heart of God. 
In fact, family is actually one of the very first institutions that we see uh, made in scripture. In the very beginning, you see that God made the heavens and the earth and he made everything in it and he made Adam. And then Adam was incomplete without a partner, right? So he made Eve. And then he talks about how one day a man's gonna leave his family and they're gonna cling to his wife and they're gonna become one and husband and wife and marriage. There's that institution. But also, what did God tell Adam and Eve? He told them to be fruitful and to multiply and to build a family. And then if you look later on in the story, we see that God tells this man, Abraham, that one day from your family, I'm going to bless every single person in creation. And how does that happen? That happens that through the line of Abraham, Jesus' great, 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 grandfather is Abraham. And Jesus gives this this opportunity to accept his salvation to accept the grace that he offers and to be brought back into this family of God. And so what you need to recognize is that family is so, so important to God. And at some point in your life, you must recognize that as Jesus followers, the way of living in your family is probably gonna have to change because so many of us, all of us are sinners. And all of us can be disrespectful. And all of us can be impatient. And all of us can be rude. Every single person in this room. And so my challenge throughout this series is I want us to evaluate the way that we do living with our parents, with our siblings, and with our friends. And try and look at it from what the Bible says and to be challenged and transformed by that, okay? And if you're like, Gabe, it's not that big of a deal. Well, I'm gonna tell you some consequences that we see in scripture if you don't do this family thing right. Beginning in 1 Peter, it says this, in the same way, your husbands must give honor to your wives. Treat your wife with understanding as you live together. She may be weaker than you are, speaking physically, but she is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. Treat her as you should so your prayers will not be hindered. There's consequence number one. For my husbands in the room, if we don't treat our wives and as, they sh- as they should be treated, if we are not godly husbands, then our prayers are gonna be hindered. There's a consequence to not doing things God's way. Well, here's another one. This is in 1 Timothy chapter five. Take care of any widow who has no one else to care for her. But if she has children or grandchildren, their first responsibility is to show godliness at home and repay their parents by taking care of them. This is something that pleases God. But those who won't care for their relatives, especially those in their own household, have denied the true faith. Such people are worse than unbelievers. So what Jesus is saying, or what what we're seeing here in 1 Timothy is that if you are deciding that you are gonna not care for the people in your family, if you are deciding, hey, I'm not gonna offer this support, you're no worse than any unbeliever. Well, why? Because family is close to the heart of God. And if we have been changed by the redemptive work of Jesus on the cross, then it should affect all of our actions, including how we treat those around us, especially in our family, okay? One thing that I want you guys to recognize is that while Jesus was on the cross, while he was being tortured, while he was dying, we know he did a few things. He forgave the thief on the cross, 
We know that he asked God to forgive the people who were mocking him. And you know what else he did? He made arrangements for somebody to take care of his mom. You see, family is so close to the heart of God. And now I'm gonna move to our main scripture verse for tonight, okay? And my goal is to give you guys some practical what we need to do and then how we need to do that, okay? So that's my goal for tonight. And the the scripture passage is this, Ephesians 6, verses one through three. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. So, first off, talking about the consequences of not doing it God's way, right? Well, if you don't obey your parents, if you don't honor your father and your mother, it's not gonna go well with you and you may not enjoy long life on the earth. There's a consequence right there to not doing it God's way. Rebellion is costly and many have paid a high price personally for their rebelling against God and they're rebelling against their family and rebelling against their mother and father. The first point tonight is obey your parents in the Lord. That's our first point. What I want you guys to recognize is this scripture in Ephesians 6. It says, obey your parents in the Lord. What that means is a duty of my following Jesus is obeying my parents. My obeying my parents by extension is obeying what God has said. And it's honoring the institution of family that God has set in motion. So recognize that not only are you doing a disservice to yourself, a disservice to your mom and dad, you are also doing a disservice, you are dissing God through not obeying your parents. So what does that mean? That means when your parents ask you to do stuff, you need to bite your lip and not give them any lip. That means that you need to respect what they have to say. That means that you need to stop staying out after your curfew and then go trying to pit your parents against each other by saying that mom said it this way and dad said it another way and then have them argue and you just say, oh, well, I won. Recognize that you obeying your parents by extension is obeying God. That's what he's asked you to do. It's extremely important. What that means is you actually choosing to obey when you don't wanna obey. Because this is what I want you guys to understand. There's pride, there's arrogance, and there's entitlement. And all of that happens when we choose to disobey our parents. Well, I don't want to, so I'm not gonna do it. Oh, well, I just don't feel like it, so I'm just not gonna do it. Oh, I'm gonna give them lip because I think I got better things to do. I want you to recognize that obedience is extremely important. And we're also called to honor our parents. And what does this word honor mean? It means to give high respect and great esteem to. So a a practical question. When your parents ask you to do something, do you respond with honor? When you talk to your parent, do you actually treat them with honor? I know we are in the South, so many of us say, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. But genuinely, when you talk to your parents, would an outsider think that you were honoring them? If I sat at your dinner table, or if a leader sat at your dinner table and heard the way that you talked to your parent, do you honor them? 
And what I want you guys to recognize, now that I am a parent, obviously my child is not talking, he's not being disrespectful yet, none of that stuff. But I want you to recognize that as a parent, just because they're older than their child doesn't mean that words and actions towards them don't hurt. When you as a kid are constantly disrespectful, are constantly dishonoring, you are driving a wedge between your mom and you or your dad and you or your stepmom and you or your stepdad and you. And your relationship is suffering because of it. And I'd be remiss if I didn't warn you, I would hate for you guys to have regrets when you get to be my age or older where you can't talk to your mom or you can't be in the same space as her for more than 20 minutes because of the way that you act now. And we're gonna talk about this in a little bit, but if there's responses that need to happen. So, we need to obey our parents. We need to actually do what they say because the duty of following Jesus is obeying my parents, right? Um, we need to honor our parents. So, practically, I wanna give you two ways to actually honor your parents. The first is this, listen attentively. I'll give you an example. You just got back from beach camp and you're in the car with your mom and dad, you're a little tired and they start asking you questions about beach camp and they're asking you a lot of questions about beach camp and your answers go along the lines of, uh-huh, yes, yep, mm, yep, mm, eh, good, fun. And then eventually you get fed up because you're tired and you just blow up on your mom and dad. You're like, oh my God, I'm tired. I don't wanna hear it. Like, let me sleep or whatever, right? Or you're getting home from school and your mom's asking you something and she's asking you and she's asking you or you just got back from a friend's house or whatever, right? Let me tell you something about that response. That response says more about you and your impatience than your mom or your dad nagging you. It says way more about your impatience. It says way more about your lack of self-control than your mom and your dad asking questions. Why do I know this? because I know that your mom and dad care about you. I know that your mom and dad wanna hear what their kid is doing. Whether you like it or you don't, you are still their baby boy or baby girl. You are not a baby. You're not grown either. You're not a baby though, but you're still their kid. They wanna know about these things. And your lack of respect and your lack of honor says way more about your character than it does about theirs. So recognize that you need to listen attentively. And you need to remember that your parents, they ask questions, they give advice because they are doing things the best they can to protect you in the way that they see best. You need to remember that they care about you and love you. They, you need to remember that they give you advice because they've been in your shoes before. Whether you, like to, whether you like it or not. They've been 17 and 265 days before. They've been 11 and 23 days before. They've had a tough test in Algebra 1 that they didn't understand before. They've, had, they've been an athlete before. They've had to sit at the bench before. They've been in relationship drama. They've been in these places. And so whether you like it or you don't, your parents know way more than you think they know. Way more. And again, I'd hate for you to get to a spot when you're my age or older and you can't talk to your parent because you refuse to believe that. I'd hate that. And so 
the first way to honor your parents is to listen attentively. One example from my life is that my dad, I call him Papa, and Israel's gonna call me Papa. That's just something that we do. So Papa, he, as many of you guys in this room probably know, is a coach. He is a leadership guru, leader, book reader, all the things. And he loves encouraging people and challenging people and telling them about leadership. This is how you can be the best leader or this is how you can do this better. And he does a wonderful job with that. He really does. And when I was growing up, I was constantly challenged, constantly coached by my dad. And I didn't recognize the gift that it was because oftentimes he would do stuff, he would say stuff and it would be great things, the stuff that I needed to hear and I would just tune them out. And then I'd hear other people, they'd come up to me, man, your dad is awesome. He has so many good things to say. Like, I wish I had that in my life. I'd be like, eh, he probably said the same thing he said to me. And then I got a little older and stuff started getting tough. I had to start making decisions on my own and I'd ask my dad for advice. And he would tell me something. I'd be like, that's a really good idea. And he'd be like, yeah, I told you that for five years now. And I would just have tuned him out. And now I sit back and I look back at my life and I'm like, man, I wish I would have started listening to my dad sooner. And whether I like it or I don't, I'm so much alike my dad in so many ways. You're way more like your parents than you think you are, which means that they understand you way more than you think they do. So listen attentively to their advice. They care about you and they just want you to be the best version of you that you can be. So listen attentively. And the second thing is to act responsibly. You must be inclined in your heart to do what your parents tell you to do. And again, when you resist this, it typically comes down to pride, it comes down to entitlement and it comes down to arrogance. And recognize, again, you obeying your parents is an extension of you obeying the Lord. It's important to do that. In John 2, there's this wedding and Jesus and his mom are there, right? And at this wedding, they run out of wine. And in old time uh, Bible times, for you to run out of wine at a wedding was not good at all to the point where people could actually take legal action against you. Like it was not good at all. It was embarrassing. It was shameful. You didn't want to do it. Don't run out of wine at the wedding. And these people are running out of wine. And, and Jesus's mom comes to Jesus and he's like, hey, they're running out of wine. And Jesus is like, uh, it's not my time yet. I got this whole salvation thing planned out. God and I have been planning this out since the beginning. Like, don't worry about it. We got it planned. And then Jesus's mom looks at the workers and she says, do whatever he tells you. And Jesus could have been like in that instance, what the crap, mom? I literally just told you I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. I, I told you, I got this salvation thing planned. You step aside. I'm the creator of the universe. I'm king of the world. Step aside. But no, what does Jesus do? He makes the best wine these people have ever had. And he listens to his mom. You need to recognize that our response when our parents come to us needs to be something that's good, regardless of whether it's an inconvenience or not. If it inconveniences you to obey your parents, recognize that you're also obeying the Lord. 
recognize that in the future, your relationship is going to be better. It's not always gonna be easy. But again, remember, your parents have your best interest in mind. Another way to act responsibly, ask your parents for advice. Remember, they've been where you've been before. Or when your parents give you advice because you ask them for advice, don't go out, ignore their advice, and then wind up screwing up in the exact way they said you're probably gonna screw up if you ignore their advice. Listen, and then act accordingly. Act responsibly. And again, as you all know, I have a lot of energy. I don't think that's a surprise to anybody. A lot of energy. And as you guys could probably guess, I got in trouble all the time. Like, you guys think you're in trouble? I, I just don't think you got in more trouble than me. I just don't think so. All the time in school, all the time in sports, all the time growing up. And if Israel is anything like me, I'm gonna have a lot of advice for Israel on, hey, buddy, like when you finish your work in class, I need you to color on the paper. I need you to sit there and just twiddle your thumbs together. I need you to not, I'll, this is a real life story. I need, this happened in the seventh grade. I need you to not ask to go to the bathroom, take a pack of gushers with you, and then squeeze the gushers out on the wall and then <laughs> brag about it to all the people who come into the bathroom and be walked in on by a teacher who heard the uproar of all the kids who thought it was hilarious that there was gusher juice all over the wall and get in trouble. Like you need to not do that. Now, why am I giving Israel that advice? I'm not trying to like cage this free bird in. I'm not trying to clip his little wings. I'm not trying to make him feel like he lives in the monastery and can't do anything. No, it's for his protection. So act responsibly. Again, your parents know where you're at. They know you a lot better than they think that you think they do, and they're also a lot more similar to you than you think they are. Act responsibly. And this is the point I kind of want to leave you guys on: is the grace that saves you is the grace that changes you. Titus two says this: it says, "For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people." It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passion and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. So first and foremost, God's grace is for everybody. It's nothing that we can earn. It's nothing that we deserve. It is a free gift that we get to choose to say yes to. That's what you need to recognize. But you also need to recognize that with this grace comes a response. There needs to be evidence of the work of grace in your heart. And that evidence needs to appear in the way that you treat your parents. That evidence needs to be there. So again, the cross changes everything. It affects every single area of our life. It doesn't just change how you act on Wednesdays or Sunday mornings. It doesn't just change how you act at school. It doesn't just change how you act. It changes everything and it should change the way that you treat your parents and you obey your parents. And why? because we have been so loved by Jesus that our response is to love other people. Because when we recognize how much of a mess we are and how big our God is and how much he loves us, we have to change. 
and that brings me kind of to the tail end of this, is I know that for many of you guys, this is a hard conversation to have about parents because I know there's a lot of you guys who have awesome parents. I was blessed with really awesome parents. But for some of you guys, you're in a spot where maybe your parents don't believe in Jesus or maybe you have some sort of family dynamic that's broken. Maybe, you, you know, dad's not present or mom's not present or, or you don't know how to respond to stepdad or to stepmom or, or you don't know what to do. This is what I want you guys to understand. That the same grace of God that covers your sins can and will cover theirs. That just as much as your dad or mom or stepdad or stepmom is desperate for Jesus, we are desperate for Jesus. And what is the response of followers of Jesus? It's to love. See, as followers of Jesus who have been covered by his grace, our response should be compassion to people who don't know that yet. Our response should be to recognize that while we were dead in sin, Jesus loved us. And so there may be people around me who are dead in sin, but Jesus still loved them and he died for them on the cross. And so what I'm gonna do is I'm going to do everything in my power to show them the love of Jesus. And for some of you guys who have unbelieving parents or unbelieving people around you, especially in your family, one thing I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna encourage you with is I don't think the way that you are gonna win your parents over is to come into the house tonight, slam the door and say, you guys are heathens and you're all going to hell if you don't ask Jesus into your heart. That is not the way to do it. Let me tell you how to do it. You go home and you do the dishes without them asking you and your parents are gonna be like, there is a God. That's exactly what's gonna happen. Or you actually clean your room to the point where your mom would approve and they're gonna be like, oh my Lord, the grace of Jesus has come to Simpsonville, South Carolina, and I need some of it, right? This is what I wanna tell you guys. Hey, obeying your parents is an extension to obeying God, and it should affect the way that you act. So stop screaming Jesus if your life is not showing Jesus. Tell people about Jesus, but live like Jesus. And that starts in the house. You spend probably the majority of your time in your house, the majority of your time with your family. And so do it, love your family, show them Jesus, obey your parents, honor them, give them great esteem and recognize that they know where you're at, whether you're gonna admit it or not, okay? That's my challenge for you guys tonight. And my prayer all day has been that every single one of us, adults included, would be convicted of some way that we need to get better. So for some of the students in here, maybe it's that I need to go home and I need to apologize to my mom because I've been disrespectful for years. I think I know it all and I don't. For some of you guys, it may be, hey, I need to actually start doing my chores. For some of you guys, it means, I need to come in and I need to be in my room when my curfew hits. I don't need to be pulling into the driveway or, oh, I'm leaving now, mom, it's not that big of a deal. No, I need to be there when they tell me to be there. Something needs to change, right? 
And for, the, or, and for some of us, it's maybe that I have not treated my family with honor. I've not given them respect. This is what I want you guys to recognize. Even into adulthood, you may not have to obey your parents because you're under your own roof, you're paying for your bills. You always have to honor your parents. Always, till the day you die, honor them. Maybe you need to speak better of your mom and your dad when you're at school. Or for the adults, maybe you need to speak better of your parents when you're at work. You need to stop gossiping all the time about how, how your mom has all these flaws or how you're better than your dad or you're better than what he did. Every single one of us needs Jesus just as much as the next person. Every single one of us messes up. So my prayer is that we would be challenged and convicted of ways that we can get better. I pray that we would give that to God and that we'd also apologize when we need to apologize, okay? Thank you for listening to the Renovation Student Ministries podcast. Find out more about following Jesus and building his kingdom at therenovation.church.